0: You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, luchacentral.com presents Masks, Mats, and Mayhem.
1: Let's just do this fucking piece of shit show, goddammit. Mexican! Cero Miedo,
2: To another edition of Mass Mets and Mayhem. I am your host, The Outlaw LA Red. You can find me on social media at Justin Harvey75. You can find the entire show on social media at MMM Show75. That up there is at Byron Fever. That over there is at Professor Casey, or no, at Lucha Gringos, your handle, right? And then this guy over here at Meef Loaf. He seems to be pretty happy about Santos Escobar. Wait, actually, you know what? Wait a minute, guys. I got to do the entire intro again because um, somebody's retiring today. We're never, ever going to do that intro again. Um, I am going to right now. I'm going to retire the hat. I am no longer going to be the outlaw LA red. I don't know if uh, most of you people out there probably don't know this, but today is in fact my last day as a resident of Los Angeles County. I am getting the fuck out of here. Um, I'm very happy that a friend let me borrow their studio, but I no longer have a house here. I'm moving the fuck out of this crazy town. But this guy back here, I don't know if you can see him. I got a friend back here who. Uh
3: Look at that fucking hair!
2: Jesus, oh, Jesus. the back end Christ. of a fucking dog. He's like, like some like kind of weird TV guy, editor, or something. He, or whatever, he, Robinson over here. He, um, let me, he let me camp out in uh, his office today while he's working. So I'll uh, camp out. But I'll the word. So give me give me one second. We're going to do this one more time. Uh, say goodbye to the outlaw LA Red, who is no more.
4: Bye, outlaw LA Red. He's
3: moving to England, Australia. Right,
2: Good riddance to bad trash. There it is. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Ma'am. I'm your host, the rock and roll outlaw Justin Harvey. You can find me on social media at Justin Harvey75. You can find the entire show on social media at mmmshow Show75. That up there is at Byron Fever. That over there is at Lucha Gringo. This guy right here is at Meef Loaf. And we are here to talk about some fun things. You guys You've got, uh-oh, uh, Lucha Leather. At Lucha That's Leather. All we talk no. That's all we're about. But Le- Le- your handle Lucha. is Leather Lucha. Yeah. You, did it, <laughs> you did it the Spanish way. way. Why couldn't you get uh, Lucha did Leather? It. He just it. just automatically did it. Really? I don't know why. Yeah. You can switch the handles. You know that, right? uh I'm i'm absolutely not. there's these things called settings in programs where you go into them and you change things and adjust them to suit your needs Hold on, i'm registering lucha leather right now so you can't <laughs> please do good lord hold it for ransom just for, just because of stupidity um this is a huge week in wrestling. Uh, I don't know if I care or not, but there are, there have been some great things. We will talk about most of them. Um, most importantly, we're going to talk about what Casey wants to talk about because, damn it, that's how we roll. Uh, but I do want to briefly kick off talking about Lucha Underground and some Lucha Underground news and some things that are going on. Um, so, in fact, it looks like there are some things out there in the wind. There are people positioned themselves there are people trying to make something happen in the lucha underground space it's pretty obvious at this point it's been reported Meltzer's talking about it it's out there um there's been some trademarks filed as well i don't know if that's to keep the new stuff from happening or to help the new stuff continue to happen the, the, the real best thing with. is no one really knows behind the scenes who is actually in agreement. What's the best bit, me? So the best bit
3: is that the picture that the people who broke the news used of the loot underground from wanting to come back with an online, it's online or something, downloadable content, um, wanting to bring all the you know as many cast members, crew members back as they can, and they used a picture of Escobar as <laughs> Querna
2: oops yeah let's just say that that will not be one of the returning characters to any version of lucha underground that uh may exist in the future
4: um but you know know. he may want to get out of his contract with what he has going on at nxt i think it might be better for his career to redo what he did oh i'm pretty sure he's pretty
3: good at getting out of contracts isn't he
2: uh, yes, well, I, I would say that I would prefer that he stay right where he is because his ladder match skills in Lucha Underground were not quite as good as the ones uh, that he currently has. And funny thing about that is our Lucha Underground Rewind this week features a Santos ladder match. That right? nearly ended his career. <laughs> yes. And and also uh, oh, talking about cool. NXT standing delivered does. But anyway, with the Lucha news, um, Here's what I know that I'll say. What I know that I'll say is that uh, clearly there are some people trying to do something similar to Lucha Underground, as we said last week. Um, We all know that MLW has Azteca Underground, um, which involves Court Bauer mostly doing the MLW stuff. But of course, Conan is involved with Court Bauer and doing some of the MLW product. They also have relationships with Dorian right now, though. The whole weird Leo Rush, Laredo Kid, cruiserweight, middleweight title debacle is super bizarre.
4: I don't know what's bizarre about it. It's settled. They had a match that didn't count, and Laredo Kid is still the champ.
2: Yeah, but I, I, come on, for television, that is just a clusterfuck. Like, how did like how did no one agree? The problem is both companies are taping their shows so far in advance, and everybody was probably like, handshake deal. Okay, yeah, this and this and this is fine. But no, nobody knows when the other company is taping what and how it's going to actually play.
4: Super weird. Anyway, uh Wait, what is Miflov doing with ketchup? Oh, that makes sense. He's eating fries for all the listeners. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was super cool how um, Laredo Kid uh, lost the belt on MLW TV, but possibly AAA may have never agreed to it. Although, who knows? Because, you know, their front office, who knows what's going on? And then, um, and then Lucha Blog tweeted, something about it and then he replied to himself oh no what if Leo Rush found out he wasn't champ from this tweet and apparently there was like "What?" Leo Rush found out actually earlier when he saw Laredo with the belt on TV which also is not cool the the whole thing was bizarre to me it was just like
2: it, it didn't seem like there was any animosity it doesn't seem like there's any heat coming from either office at each other just like a a snafu in the recording process or whatever. And MLW, from what I understand, um, when they tape, they tape a copious amount of product. Like they just knock out a ton of shit in a few days and, Mm -hmm. and move on, uh, which is smart. And they seem to be doing it better and more, more coherently than impact was doing it for a while when they were at the, the impact zone before, uh, you know, the COVID thing, like, those tapings for a while at Impact, they would have everybody show up, and like none of the storylines would make sense in like a three day period. It, I just didn't understand it. But these days, Impact's uh, seems to be doing it right, and MLW certainly getting a lot of things right. But the the Lucha Underground thing, who knows if it'll actually be called Lucha Underground? But I, I would love to see uh, some of the performers that are out there that are available come back. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what they would do storyline-wise, trying to continue that universe, if that universe could exist, or if we're just talking about, you know, some other type scenario that's different. I mean, you see what Selena DeLaRentz is doing right now uh, with Azteca Underground, and that's that's got a little bit of a Katrina season two running the temple kind of vibe. Um, we'll see where it goes. I, I think it would be awesome... Uh, No matter what, I think the most awesome thing will be if we can get um, some cool American programming where we get to see great up and coming talent out of Mexico, especially I mean, we've always talked about how Conan has his finger on the pulse of some of the great up and coming guys, and he's helped out a lot of them. And I, I, you know, I was getting to the point where I'm like, oh, this dude's run out of dope, dudes, because we've seen them all now. But if he's got more and he's keeping them in his back pocket and hiding them, shit, yeah, bring back Lucha Azteca Underground, whatever, and show this, show us this talent, and give them some American TV time, even if it's downloadable content, whatever that trademark was filed for. I don't know. Well, you the in. Americans are the most want to see res and Aramis.
1: Um. Conan has said that only black Taurus has a visa right now and everyone else is still working on it. So we'll be waiting a little bit, I think no matter what, but
2: that's that's, that's people assuming that the content is going to be made here in America. Well, that's Conan himself saying that though. Right. So I I mean, but that is, that is the problem with, uh, that was the problem with season four of Lucha underground. I mean, part of, part of the whitening of Lucha underground was, a legitimate issue with getting visas because of, you know, they, they dragged their feet on the order for season four and everyone was blah, 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 fighting with each other for months and months and months. And then by the time they pull the trigger, they're like, once they pull the trigger, they're like, we want it. And we want it now get back into production, build a brand new temple for season four, and then uh, find us some people to wrestle in it. And all of the ideas that Joseph and Roach had for season four went right out the window because literally 50% of the people that they had written ideas for were not available because of visas.
1: God forbid, God forbid they use some California area
4: luchadors. Okay.
2: Again, (laughs) the the (laughs) way they wrote their way out of it may not have been great. Go ahead,
4: Byron. Yeah. uh, The issue with that was that's a season one solution when they still had Conan and who has this pulse on lucha, everywhere or at least he could see some southern california dude in a hood and know if he was legit enough to put on the show but he was gone and so they yeah, they
1: had they had loco and they had cholo
4: though that are both part of that scene i don't buy it i don't buy uh, it yeah but i mean were people asking them i don't know you know it's i i just i don't think that was their strong point when they got rid of conan i think it was a bad i mean there were reasons but it hurt the Lucha aspect of the show mm-hmm. in many ways. And that was one of them when they got rid of them. Um, also, I just, I think it's really incredible when MLW is like, we have a stable and we're blatantly going to hire the dude who keeps his Lucha Underground gimmick or making him the champ. We're going to have a mysterious website that has more questions than answers. And it's all alluding to Lucha Underground. And then a month later, someone's going to, have a a dirt sheet report. Hey, someone might be trying to revive Lucha Underground. It's like, or you could just have been watching the show and have seen that they are doing a Lucha Underground vibe already. There's your report. Just watch the show, read the recaps. Like, okay, cool. Like, what are you gonna, are you gonna do vignettes or something? Like, all right. Impact was doing badass Lucha Brother vignettes. That's the last time Mm -hmm. Pentagon was cool. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't Blasphemy! Know. Blasphemy! First of all, Pentagon is always cool, you motherfucker. He's always cool, but that's the last time that he got a promo that respected him enough to show off that he was actually more powerful than anyone. Like you know, he they gave him all sorts of special effects. It's not like they had the that one of the co EVPs of the show take a cool arm breaker in the match. Like they got to it. It made sense. It worked great in the match, but then immediately no-sells it in order to do a different angle. And I totally get Cody doing the Nightmare Family angle. Whatever. Fine. But don't do the, the Pentagon arm break beforehand. You're you're killing whatever. Anyway, um, what are you it's eating? All killing the business when it happens. We should all be eating breakfast right now. Why? You're hungry, aren't you, Byron? Don't worry about it. You'll get through this. You'll be fine. I, I'm just um, watching me eat french fries that I remember okay. when I was eating onion rings.
1: Justin's got a sausage fish for fish. you for
4: later. Yeah. I fed it to him last night. He just doesn't realize it. But anyway, so, anyways, so he's, I just. He is I just, a so, heavy so. sleeper. Sorry. Uh, my the, the point I was trying to make with all that is that Conan has always. He's always been wanting to bring luchadors into America, get them on America TV, and make luchadors money. And as an American wrestling fan, I want to watch these luchadors. And we've had all these false promises, whether it's the fault of people or executives or Trump or COVID. We just, we got teases. We got, you know, a a toe dip in the pool, an impact with the AAA people, same with uh, AEW. Like, we're getting... Laredo kid. And then we have black Taurus, Um, And then we have Mil Muertes and that stuff. Know,
2: look, Conan's going to use the guys that he likes wherever he can. He, he's very particular about it. It's obvious. He knows what's up. He's getting guys work. Um, but also at the same time, you will, you know, Conan, like what he did with the crash when he's at a promotion. And when he's doing a thing, he wants to bring his guys under his umbrella. You know, take care of things and write some storylines, whether it be short lived or long lived or not. Whether it's Aero Lucha or the Crash or what he's doing with MLW, if he feels like MLW and Court Bauer in that situation and and the fact that they're working with AAA um, is working, then he's gonna try to get the best guys in there and and make something exciting. That's what I'm hoping is happening. We'll see. And whether or not you can pull off the storylines and all the other Lucha Libre shit. Great. Like if you can, if you can bring back some of that stuff, fine. And if you can't, let's just at least get the best Lucha Libre um, storylines going and see these guys out of some of the the Mexican promotions, too. Because as much as I, one of the things I always liked about Lucha Underground was you know there were a lot of these mid card guys that Casey knew about and a few of them that I had known about and that we were all kind of fans of that got more love in Lucha Underground and you got I mean like Pentagon in AAA at the time was not doing great things, <laughs> nobody was trying to propel him to the top of the card, you know uh, or Phoenix for that matter or any of those guys you know those guys were not the top of the card. Um, I so, mean
3: technically even you could say Australian Suicide and. Yeah, you
2: know, well, you know,
3: it. exactly. It was still better than what he actually
2: had. Well, and they were talking for a long time about bringing him in, and he was another guy that was like he was actually getting used when all those guys got kind of rated to Lucha Underground. He was getting used in AAA more. But anyway, uh and by the way, Mill has not broken any of his agreement in using the Mill Muerte's character on MLW. He was licensed. To use it remember they did that thing where they started letting everyone use the names on the indies as long as they weren't putting it on national tv um now they're supposed to pay back a license fee but if no one is coming to collect that license fee that's not on him nope (laughs) he can go out he was there they were all 100 allowed to go out and use their gimmicks um as long as you know if they were booked for something national uh that that was discussed first, and they were supposed to just pay a little, a small licensing fee to be allowed to use the gimmicks. I mean, even uh, Maddison used the the actual snake character once or twice before he just became Luchasaurus on the Indies. But there's ways around it, you know. Maybe he spells Muertes with two s's. Who cares? Anyway, Muertes. Um, no let's take a quick break, and then I want to see what Casey's got this week. Casey, you got some fun stuff to show us?
1: Not at all, no.
2: Nothing? Okay. Um, Well, then can you
4: just maybe pull out your dick?
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So come back for some dick.
4: Yeah. Oh, no. I think StreamYard is crashing. Looks like our recording session is over.
2: No, don't do that. Anyway, so let's let's go go to a quick break and uh, let's hear, let's find out what's going on over at Lucha Central Central from our wonderful friend that loves us so much just because we edited out some of the things that we had to say about her last week. Right here on uh, the Lucha Central Podcast Network. Let's throw it over to Denise Salcedo in Lucha Central Central.
1: Byron, you know what you got to do.
0: Hey, everyone. It's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the Podcast Network section of LuchaCentral.com. Sundays on the Lucha Central Facebook page, world-traveled shooter of the camera kind, Jerry Villagrana goes mano-a-mano with a fellow photographer to throw down about some of their favorite photos they have taken at Lucha Libre events. Monday, Business of the Business returns as Mass. Republic President Kevin Kleinroth takes you inside how your favorite Lucha Libre merchandise gets made. On Tuesdays, Mass Mats and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at luchacentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday nights live, it's Wrestle Boss, where Fabi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener call-ins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, Giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world. Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week.
4: Welcome back to the MMM show brought to you by a couple of guys who bought these Boss Fight figures. We got them a year after we ordered them and we're here to give you the one true review of them that you need to trust. Don't listen to anyone else also a fun aspect my review is basically you can rebook dynamite and have cody be humbled by our lord and savior pentagon
2: wait do i have to put this on now
4: because what are you doing i'm close to you does that help we both have oh wait we're vaxxed we're vaxxed
1: oh that means you guys can make out kiss,
4: kiss kiss it's, kiss, it's breathing kiss, kiss. they still kiss. say no fluid swapping and no rimming Oh,
2: really?
4: oh, then why am I back here on this side? <laughs> I haven't seen these. I'm just... Oh, yeah, dude, check it Let
3: out. Let Justin play with your play toys, all, you selfish so I, I To be fair, if he kisses the back of back, just Byron's head, it is like roaming. It's in the fucking state of that thing. Jesus. Oh, my
4: Christ. camera's on crop sensor, so it's not as wide. You can still The only see thing mirror? that looks like a bigger
3: asshole uh, than Byron
4: is the back of his head.
1: trying to steal my crop sensor. Little Dude, over, I love all of this. is it cool? But I'm on so, the in the next they're very,
4: town. This the, thing is freaking sweet. They're very articulate. Uh, okay, let that... I
1: don't adds.
2: want to mess up your scene here. Okay, so it's so, hot, so hot. first
1: of all, Byron doesn't know how to review toys. He barely knows shit about look toys. Look how cool it is. Dolls. I'm going back to my
2: chair so I can hear Casey. Can take,
1: just, take
4: those with you. Oh, sweet. Just so give here, up and give me the one, Byron. Here, here's, my, here's my impersonation of Casey reviewing a doll. Hey, look at his balls. They look pretty good. I give this an 8 out of 10.
1: First of all, his look, balls you, are the right color.
4: His see, you to right go for an anatomically correct. See, you know, so, this is fine details. So Casey, I'm going to show off the pictures that we took while you start and then I'll get to your one. Okay, so
1: so um 17 years ago, um Byron <laughs> and I Decided to order these figures, um, that, you know, you know, maybe in the future, these wrestlers that don't exist yet will have really cool action figures. And, um, yeah. So we're like, okay, there's these two kids in Mexico that like wrestling and we're going to order their figures for when they become wrestlers in 17 years. And we got them, we got them. So, um, I am going to go out on a limb here. Hold on. I want to I,
4: I want to interject real quick. You're bringing up a story uh, that leads me to say, you guys should go listen back to our Conan interview from the past year when he talks about the first time he saw the Lucha brothers, like doing that tryout in the ring, waiting like eight hours to do it because that was the day they signed the deal to do these figures. And that's the day the <laughs> pre-order went up for these figures.
1: And that's when we, that's, that's when we, uh, put our money down. Uh, so, okay. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I've collected wrestling figures for a while. You know, I've, I've been a wrestling figure guy since I was a little kid, right? Like some of my first toys were wrestling figures. Um, the, the Pentagon figure in this line, in my opinion, is the best wrestling figure ever made in the history of wrestling figures. Okay. That's one of my images right there. Okay. It's actually using the backing card he came with. Uh yep, yep, that's him hanging out in my kitchen, Pentagon here. Um so that said, Phoenix is really really good too. Here's Wolverine getting fucked up. But I oh see. There's my previous vote for greatest wrestling figure ever made: Jushin Thunder Liger from Storm Collectibles. And uh nope, he got his arm broken, which is pretty easy to do because that's a fragile ass figure. The, these can take some hits. Uh, there, there's the there's us with our exclusive Vampiro prototype figure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hilarious. So Casey, I, I have a question being the, mm-hmm. the not normal figure collector of this group, though I do have an entire set of Farscape action dolls, <laughs> but that's another story. Um, what exactly is it that makes this? Penta the best action figure ever, especially for our audio listeners that can't see these wonderful pictures that we're showing right now. And if you are okay. one of our audio listeners, you might want to just pop over to the YouTube feed at some point and just check out some of these great pictures because these figures are really absolutely spectacular. These have to be seen.
1: Um it's an accuracy thing. It's also for the most part, because I'm gonna nitpick about a couple things to be an asshole, an attention to detail thing. Uh Like, for example, Pentagon and Phoenix, their tattoos are completely represented and they're full color. Okay, so when you look at Pena's arms, full color all the way through everything. Phoenix, full color. See that Perro's Del Mal tattoo when Perro died? Actual colors. You see Pena? Actual colors on this one. That's his matching version of the tattoo right there. Okay, they're all there. They're all represented, even up to and including the tattoos on Phoenix's hands. Which some of this isn't new, but full color representation of tattoos are pretty new. Um, usually the WWE figures, they kind of fudge it a little bit. Uh, these, they didn't really fudge a whole lot. Also, as far as the masks go, um, they're pretty amazing. Uh, they appear to have sculpted the masks slightly independently of the face so that if you get really, really close, up. you can see that there's a space okay. between the mask and the face like there would be in real life. That... some next level shit here Yeah, i mean it
2: looks like you could just pull the mask off and actually see what these guys look like definitely
1: with this one (laughs) yeah and having seen pentagon unmasked i'm pretty sure this is his real fucking face right here
2: yeah it's like they modeled his face first and then modeled the mask separately and then put the whole shit together
1: yeah it's it's pretty amazing this is the standard non-screaming pentagon head absolutely beautiful but I mean come on the torn mask head is fucking amazing also the first torn mask luchador figure ever made as far as I know and I'm pretty sure I'm right there there may be there may be like a ray that has a mask slightly uh, torn but it was done with paint and not with molding and not done well Uh, but this is freaking tremendous also they're built sturdy they're great the the joints click into position kind of like the AEW figures, but there's a lot more joints. The joints are comparable to a WWE Ultimates figure. It has the, um, the butterfly chest here. Uh, it's easier to see on Phoenix, the butterfly joints for the arms uh, that allow for an even greater range of movement. Uh, they come with cool accessories. Phoenix comes with two heads. He comes with this mask here. He comes with a smiley face as well the the amount of deco on these is amazing Uh, he comes with an alternate set of hands and he comes with a really good kendo stick which there's such attention to detail that the tape isn't white it's slightly dirty like it's been used wait does it have a handle so it has a a handle so it's a kendo stick so it's a
2: kendo stick okay because we determined that if it doesn't it's a Singapore cane According to Paul Heyman rules,
1: and as (laughs) far as Penta comes with with slappy hands and uh, and a grippy hand to hold shit too, but if you're not giving them the Cerro Miedo, man, I'm just
2: looking at these hands like there's creases in the the hands. Honestly, they stopped just short of giving these figures fingerprints. I mean, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, like every other detail seems to be there. You know, if you're not using the the uh, Cerro Miedo uh, hands. There's I mean, look, there, yeah. the, the Phoenix bulge is even hanging slightly to the left. That's just so uh, accurate to life. So it's almost like to hot hands? toys. Yeah, they're, I mean,
1: no, they're but... They're not quite I'd, there, but
3: yeah.
1: I'd say they're pretty, I'd say they're pretty fucking close to the, uh, to like 112 Collective, except <sighs> that they don't wear fabric clothes, which I wouldn't want anyway. Um, no. Penta comes with First ever light tube accessory to come with a wrestling figure.
2: Oh, no, they didn't. Oh, that's uh-huh. ridiculous.
1: <laughs> and he comes he comes with a head, too. Um, you can also get a light tube and a kendo stick and some of the, the weapon accessory packs that Boss Fight's doing, which I did order. They're on the way. Uh, they're just not here yet. So we'll talk about them. Now, that said, most accurate Lucha Bros best sculpting. You can see the stitching on the fucking masks. They're so well done. If you look close enough, you can actually see the little stitches wow. I like around the, the eyes. The
3: mask on the chin.
1: Uh, they, the, these are the most accurate and best figures ever made. This is where I'm going to nitpick and be an asshole, though. They're not perfect yet. But they're damn close.
2: They're oh, damn shit. Close. What'd they do wrong, Case? What happened?
1: Okay, so first of all, uh, you've got, you've got a Pentagon in your hands right now, right? So the one Byron thing that kind of bothers me, this is purely an artistic choice. It was a decision they made. I'm not sure that I like it, though. Phoenix comes with the same mask twice. Penta's got different masks depending on which head you use. I would have rather had it that you got the same mass twice uh, for figure photography purposes so that you could have like a match where he gets his mask ripped or something oh, like that. Oh, and so have you could actually match. have
2: some continuity in the story yeah. by changing his expression. I get that. Is that makes sense. Phoenix, hundred percent. I need to think possible. about how people are going to actually use stuff. They're probably thinking, Oh, it's cool to have the, these two different flavors, but they're not realizing that a lot of people are going to do figure photography with these. But as you can see, Phoenix does not
1: have that problem. So. It's all good. Uh, now, paint. Yeah, and and there's uh, most of the stuff I'm going to talk about was clearly like a cost-cutting measure. Um, one of them is that Penna has white chin straps on the mask. They're not painted black, uh, which they should be in this case. And also on here, it's hard to see, though. So I see why they didn't waste money on it. It's hard to see. You can't really tell, right? So Just a little something. Uh, The other thing is Phoenix's wrist tape. Uh, Yes, I'm going to be that much of a stickler. They just reuse the mold for the wrist tape for Pentagon's wrists for his gloves. So one of his is longer than the other. (laughs) If they're baseball gloves, they're not going to be like that. Um, Uh, Correct. Correct. uh, Now. Phoenix has elbow pads that are like the best elbow pads I've ever seen on an action figure.
2: They now are wait, does in- does Penta have a bear hand as well as gloves or just gloves hands?
1: He just has gloved hands. When I took the picture I had of the bear hand, I was using a different figure's hands.
2: Well, yeah, um, cause he only needs a, um, he just needs one right hand bear so he can do his taking off the glove thing and slapping the crap out of people.
1: I use this hand, which is one of Tatanka's hands, I think. They're they're a skin tone match, so I was using these ones um, for some of the photography I did. Um, Also, Penta and Phoenix have the same legs, okay? Same molds for the legs. The problem I have with that is that these sewn details on pentagons are just kind of flat painted on there. Penta's not really wearing baggy pants. It doesn't really matter. You can't tell unless you're nitpicking. But again, I'm nitpicking. Um, Also, Phoenix, he's got exterior knee pads as a result, and Phoenix usually tucks his knee pads under his pants. Uh, Boots are a little more accurate to Phoenix. I've seen Penta wear these, but he usually has an outline on his uh, kick pads that are a little bit more prevalent they did kind of cheat it with the paint a little bit and it looks good, but it's not it's not exact. But for, from the waist up, these are perfect action figures. Let's put it that way, except for some wrist tape, which is like whatever. Right. So these make me really look forward to future things that Boss Fight is going to do. We uh, need a little more th- drug
3: on this, though. We don't even the cheat yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I'm a little concerned that we have so many (coughs) fanaticos coming out that are lesser figures than this and not ultimates of Vampiro and ultimates of Ultimo Dragon, which is what we want. I want all of my figures to be in this articulation range, I want them all. To match, so I'm a little concerned about the Fanaticos not doing that. Well, I mean, I mean,
2: clearly, this uh takes a little bit longer to accomplish, uh, right. judging by the fact that when did you guys order these? Like a million and a oh, half, half years God, ago? Uh, 2019
1: 1985.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so well, you know, and if you want them to be like this by the time you die, maybe you'll get them all, case. Yeah, yeah,
1: I guess. I guess um you know, we could we could all die tomorrow. I just got the Moderna shot, you know. Could be. Um, oh,
2: you got a you got a, a Modi, as I like to call him. Yeah, nah, I was moody after my Modi. My Modi ran me down a little bit, but uh I have gotten was... gotten the ick, so We'll I was just, probably
1: legally dead for about eighteen hours, um, but I feel great now. I'm going to the mall after this. Fuck!
2: Um, oh shit! Get a Foster's freeze, man. Don't no, I might. I might. Hey, are we uh, done with the chewy thing? Have we actually uh, accomplished done. what Australia wanted from us as a Who
1: podcast? Who gives a shit what Australia wants?
2: Well, you exactly. know that our numbers are really, really good down under. You know, I told that's I told them.
3: Not used to seeing civilization.
2: On my wow. other far
1: superior podcast, another miserable podcast. I told Which you guys Australian, should watch.
2: It honestly has been, uh, or listen to it's, it's been very, very good the last, uh, few episodes and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to probably re-listen to them because, uh, I have a, a long car ride in front of me as I drive across the country on this move. Yeah. So, point I me did. to your best episodes.
1: Um, no, they all kind of suck. No, listen to the Frankenstein one. It's pretty good. The one that we just did is really, really good. No, uh, I do like that podcast, but I did put a little something in the recording for our Australian listeners this time uh, <laughs> saying that maybe we'll cover maybe we'll cover Razorback since they were nice and voted uh, for
4: Ricky O, the story of Ricky, which is our next episode, we're going to record. That's a phenomenal movie, by the way. I do want to bring up that this uh, Blood Brothers Cody, which is like a ringside exclusive special edition, whatever. He's pretty dope, except that like everything about him is all wobbly. Like it's not because Pentagon has had him in an arm breaker for That's the past true to week. Life. It's no, this he has more upper body mobility than he does in real life by like tenfold. Well, no, he's so. just lucky it's not anatomically correct if he's going to be that wobbly. So that's so that I mean, it just goes to show how solid the Lucha Brothers and the uh, boss fight. Oh, um, Byron, are. what color yeah. are Cody's balls? What color are Cody's balls? Cody's balls? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, you can see his balls. But here's the thing this is a season, this is a series two special edition. I yes. Believe.
1: Yeah, their balls they are the right it. color now. They yeah. fixed
4: it, but then they made the holes for the balls a lot bigger too.
3: They got the Lucha Bros. So. in the next ones, have not they as well?
1: Yeah. yeah. You can get you could get the boss fight Lucha Bros. Uh, at their store if they're still available. They are selling the rest My, after the pre-orders. Um, and order them, you'll get them before me. Fever will, um, pretty much guaranteed.
2: So they're probably selling mine. Yeah. I mean, think- I can still order them right now. I'm going to do can. that. I never did, so maybe it's time. I think, you, I think you should I know send a message.
4: You should send a We've message to Kevin. Let's go
3: back,
2: now.
4: But also, I, I do really enjoy the aspect of complaining about how long it took to get them because of the fact no, that me or ordered at the same time. He still <laughs> doesn't <laughs> have them. <laughs>
3: I may have ordered way before you. I, I may have, because I was literally... As the website hit the time dead on, I thought they might sell out or something, and I went nuts and bought them <laughs> then and there.
2: Are you guys gonna be mad if I order them and I never open them? Yeah, that's that. Let them. Oh, read them. I'm,
3: I'm, I've ordered two, so I can paint one set up and leave the other one in the box.
2: I uh, I've I pretty much never order or open my action dolls because I I like to collect things, but I don't like to play with dolls. That's just my. Thing. All right, guys. Let's take another quick break because I actually want to talk about this episode of Lucha Underground before we talk about this week in wrestling, um, because there's some interesting things that I think kind of speak to what's going on now. Not so little, we'll be back right after Now
1: nah, you guys can go away. This is not going to be good. <laughs> uh, I get to shit on Prince Puma's bitch ass a little bit. Now nah, come back.
0: lucha-masks.com powered by pro wrestling revolution
2: and we're back i love i love this whole recording situation casey where we get to force byron to mute a lot more it feels it feels kind of nice i don't know what you think but I feel hey hey about.
1: hey hey byron if you're not an asshole uh say something God damn it. Sounds great.
2: Oh, no, it was too late, too late. Anyway, too late. let's talk quickly and briefly, and maybe a lot or maybe not about. This week's Lucha Underground Rewind, Lucha or Underground as I season- called it Lucha yeah. Underground Fast Forward. Wow, really I liked this episode for a lot of reasons, but we'll get into it. Um Lucha Underground season 2 episode 6 Gift of the God's Ladder match. They got uh, very uncreative with the name of this particular episode, which we had given them kudos for actually having some decent names up until now and they just copped out. They're like, "Yeah, I, it's the one with the Gift of the God's Ladder match." Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. Which, of course, as we said earlier, is interesting because uh, this is the latter match where oh, we'll get into it later. Vignette number one, Katrina and Mil Muertes. I could have put Phoenix and Cuerno to rest weeks ago, but I listened to your trick ass and Mil Muertes does not seem happy. This is actually Ricky Banderas's voice. It's one of the reasons why we've never had him on the show, because uh, his English is amazingly bizarre at times. Um. We I got just got to say,
1: okay, I'm going to be a little mean here and I apologize okay. in advance. Um, Carly starts talking like him by the end of the vignette. Yeah. And I don't think she did it on purpose. I think it just
2: happened. She just started to slip into that. Uh, but watch accent.
1: it. Yeah. It's, she starts going, you will have a match. No. Yeah you would be in the rubble Pasqual Mendoza yeah it was a little weird it was a little weird
2: and, and you, obviously you know Ricky's trying to force it out and I've heard Ricky speak English a few times but it is very much a second language for him um, yeah, it was serviceable dude. it works great with the character to me I, it was kind of cool that they no, let him talk his,
1: his voice is the shit though like he's got a cool fucking voice
2: you gotta let him talk Well, and as we know from from our interviews with Skip Chasen and Eric Van Wagner and whatnot, that uh, they did not let a lot of people at Lucha Underground talk. And here's a guy who English is clearly his second language. We moved into season two now where they weren't really doing uh, promos in English and Spanish anymore like they had been before. Um, During season one, because there was that Mexican uh, version of the show that they were airing in Mexico, um, with Hugo doing commentary and all that stuff, like, a lot of people don't even know that in the states that there were legitimately two versions of Lucha Underground through the entire first season. They weren't doing that in the second season. Um, so, but during the they first season, it for the fourth, yeah, uh, like everybody was doing promos in English and Spanish that could for the first season, and they were cutting two different versions of the show. Um, Ricky, however, did not get to do any of his stuff in Spanish, and and they just made him do it in English. But it's also, you know, his Spanish is different than (laughs) the truth. Um, Anyway, uh, I think we get the point of the segment here of that. Not everything is completely kosher in the world of Katrina and Mill. There's still a little bit of animosity there. And Mill wants to prove that he's a badass. Um, Was there any legit reason other than storyline that Mill, that they, that they shelved Mill for a couple of weeks here? does anybody
1: yeah, know no dude he got his arm broken
2: that's right pentagon broke his arm <laughs> yes um, This this match is a very interesting one to me for a couple of reasons none of those yeah. are sexy star other than the fact hey. that sexy star versus thunder rosa cobra moon whatever um here's here sorry, is, sorry, sorry is a Mel, i skipped it yeah, it. but listen, Sorry. I'll tell you the long and short of it. This is a really funny match to watch because one of these two performers has about 10 years less experience at the time than the other one. And it's a million looks times better. better.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh my God. How messed up is that to go back and see a very green, fresh, young, new Thunder Rosa? Already taking carrying carrying sexy star to a a a decent match, one of the better sexy star matches, in fact, Um, and got her through it. And but also, I will give sexy star credit for one thing and one thing only that she didn't put the brakes on Mel. She actually let Thunder Rosa have the spots and and it looked like thunder rosa was actually leading the match i don't know that for a fact but it it seemed like she was calling the spots and not sexy star which is super super weird for a ring veteran to be in there um but whatever this match was serviceable nothing special and we can move on oh and then you get thunder rosa does the the dragon sleeper which was cool uh you get a little bit of marty in his new role uh creepy sex moth yeah, la jolla trust fund sex moth or whatever he his character at the time was which was great because without without this sexy storyline as much as it didn't do a lot for me i don't think marty would have gotten the push that he got later to be uh, a more serious and maniacal version of this character you know he had to do the fun and games help us get sexy star over version to get the rub and basically he had to earn it this is marty paying dues right here (laughs) having to work a program
4: with sexy star um,
2: and he
3: came I mean, out alive. Yeah, I also, I also tat, think,
4: so. like this is yeah, this is that get sexy star over because the whole thing is to bring in Mary Poza who's going to work a series of matches where sexy star will look good, uh, or should look good, um, should be able to count the ten, but that's also later in the show, but uh, but I thought also this was a really good transition for Marty into doing that character work that would end up being his main event run even though he's still kind of sort of jobbing out in stories it's it's where he's going from that goofy guy who is a super fan to like oh no this guy is a bit of a threat there's something going on with him so i do think it's you're planting the seeds and he is doing the work for the eventual
1: prince prince puma found that out in
2: this episode oh boy did he ever um let's get to it soon but vignette number dos is another famous b commercial and this was awesome because most uh in lucha underground up until this point there were people who got Packages, but if you watch the first season, those packages were rehashes of stuff that Skip already shot most times. Like they would re-edit or use something different or a little different voiceover, like the two Pentagon packages that were very similar. And Puma had a few that were similar. And without it being a backstage vignette, here we're getting Famous B doing an entirely separate commercial from the first one for his four, two, three get fame, um, where he's asking if you want to become a famous fighter like him. <laughs> Um, which is just classic. And I love these famous B commercials. I think they had so much fun with the first one. And obviously they can't have known how good the reaction was going to be because it was only what, two weeks ago that we got the first one and they already have another one. So it hadn't aired. Right. They're just going on faith that these things are as fire as they actually are. And I know the writers and producers all love them and even a lot of the locker room thought that these were great. And so we got another one and they're all fire vignette. Number three comes right out of that. And uh, which is interesting that Ray Mysterio actually turns off the famous B commercial kind of playing with the fact that this stuff all exists in a, in a world um, and says, you know, that there's no time for TV and they have to get dads ready. And then they have a a very lovely little slap fight which was kind of fun. And then it goes into a fourth vignette. Um, Cuerno talking about how his ultimate goal uh, of the hunt is the kill of the prey. And that when he wins the ladder match, uh, not only will he be the next champion, he will be uh, a God. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you're, yeah, you're seeing some I, really cool stuff with the cinematic transitions between just, the vignettes. I I disagree. And well, okay, you disagree, but I think you're seeing some, at least the beginning of the cool cinematic transitions, which to go back to that Azteca underground stuff, I think a lot of people, um, kind of just use the word cinematic vignettes and they don't quite understand making a movie. And I think, um, a lot of people don't understand how you got to tie and sew everything together. So I thought it was really cool that you I thought that was a really cool aspect of Lucha Underground, and we're seeing the beginning of that here.
1: Um, agreed. Yeah. What do you why do you disagree, Case? Because all these fucking vignettes were like, I have a match tonight. Okay, cool. Did we really need to see you say you have a match tonight when Matt Stryker told us 10 times what the matches were gonna be tonight? I no.
4: Mean, I think that I think that got blown a little overboard because he did a whole story arc with Mil Mortez in the vignettes so like he had a whole like he had a whole thing with katrina a whole beginning middle and end that led to his running uh and that i mean that's a bit much for what we're used to with. U-tron i mean right basically what mill's doing is saying like look chick
2: i want to fight Like, I'm tired of just sitting on this throne. I get that you're running the show here now, but I want to get back in there. I think that was the point of the mill vignettes, but I don't disagree with Casey that kind of this other stuff is just really, you know, pushing things along in very small amounts as opposed to, you know, this is part of the issue with wrestling. It's like what no one had really tried to do was write these long-term storylines across an entire show. There had been wrestling with long-term storylines, but just within that storyline. And, you know, obviously – and maybe they never did. I don't know that anyone ever completely – figured out how to do this it hadn't been done before and I don't know that they necessarily ever cracked the code only that they tried real hard oh by the way happy birthday Krista Joseph it's his birthday today not by the time you hear oh. this if, no happy birthday hey
1: his birthday is the day that uh the Toxic Avenger was first released in theaters happy birthday Toxie as well
2: Oh, Toxie and, and DJ happy birthday guys buried Me in the middle it. of the show where no one will ever hear
3: <laughs> I, I could make a really good joke now but i'm not gonna
2: okay we're not afraid of really good jokes on this show but
3: one's got toxic political opinions and one's a toxic avenger <laughs> I, was wow. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing
1: i was thinking the same
2: thing
1: god wow.
4: damn it hey you should tweet that at dj i think he'd find it funny
2: no he doesn't have to um. i never know what he'll find funny sometimes he totally gets stuff and and he thinks it's funny when people razz him other times he seems like he's just genuinely offended and wants the entire world to fuck off but i guess it's kind of all it's of life-like. us like
1: no, so. I'm I'm usually more on the the entire world can fuck off even if I like them or not. Yeah, yeah. Sweet, yeah. I'm I'm with that. Um, yeah. So let's like, move past like this episode. Can fuck off right now. Really,
2: Puma versus Pentagon. This okay, is we, look, we gotta, okay. Look, we gotta we gotta talk. We gotta we'll talk, talk about. it. Let, let me tell you what I like talk. about it, and then and then you can shit all over it. I like okay. first of all, this is the fastest I've ever seen Pentagon in the ring. Him and Puma and him were running the ropes like I've never seen, you know, Penta run and definitely not recently. (laughs) He was running the ropes like a mother and it looked fucking good. That's what, that was the first thing I noticed about this match. And I was just like, I love this. Both of these guys are running the ropes full speed because Penta's looking at this guy. Like, I don't care where you've been, Japan, whatever, fake Boyle Heights, motherfucker. You're not going to outrun me in this ring just because I'm big and lazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Um, I'm just,
1: I'm just glad that he learned to work smart and not hard. Um, because Pentagon's not yeah. a mark.
2: Um, I also think that there were some of the best catches ever in this match, but how the loosest destroyer I think I've ever seen, and somehow it still worked. Like, their bodies weren't even connected, and they somehow did the Mexican destroyer, and it worked. And I'm like, wow, that was a complete bizarre botch, and somehow both of these two guys K-fab. are so good that they pulled it all. I'm so, surprised I'm surprised noticed,
1: that, uh, that Puma could even move with all the Sandy had in his vagina during this well, match.
2: I just noticed that there was a lot of... There was some guys like Jay Ray and some other dudes that were sitting in the front row area. And Puma took
4: a lot of shit in this match. I don't know what was going on there. Well, you have to go back to the very beginning when the Boyle Heights hometown hero, former Lucha Underground champion... Uh, The guy who spent the whole season pouting under a mask. Allegedly, I don't know. Uh, Ricochet is super cool. I love his New Japan work. He's a nice guy. I don't want to say bad things about him, but he had a shitty attitude. And as he walked by the Pentagon section, which, by the way, officially was the entire temple. But for the sake of this, is the first row of the bleachers. The whole bleachers is the Pentagon section. The whole temple. temple, The whole world is. But for the sake of this... We're going to talk about the first row where we were um, vocal and throwing this Cerro Miedo signs in his face when he walked by, and he just gave us the thumbs up. Pointed Sarcastically.
1: Didn't even look at us.
4: Didn't even look at us. This isn't the Puma prince. He didn't want character. us to
1: see the tears in
4: his eyes, Byron. Name one prince you have seen in a movie that would do that. Eddie Murphy in Coming hey, to America. Well, whatever. But like Eddie wasn't coming to America. Dad bowed and all in his humbleness and like in all of his flaws, still never did that bitch move where he's like, hey, cool guys, whatever. And walked around and like, and was. Hey, it's guy.
1: cool. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not over unless you have a Lucha Libre legend in your corner.
4: No. Nah, so no, but I loved, I loved Prince Puma. I loved Ricochet and Lucha Underground. I thought he did his best work there. And I also thought like being ringside for his match against Ray in this match, all this uh, matches uh, was tremendous. But he definitely did not like that we were cheering for uh no, no and need to understand he, thing here. And he okay. remembered it. He he remembered, not only here.
1: did he remember it. I don't think this was Prince Puma that was mad at us. I think it was Trevor Mann that was mad at us. Uh,
2: just saying. Trev. Yeah, I, uh, this legit might have been the start of him starting to want to get out of Lucha Underground.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it really
2: might because there was little rumbles and stuff. Casey did it. KC shortly up. after this, um, about you know WWE coming knocking and, knockin and hey, they had. I begged, him, I begged him. I begged him to stay
1: when Eric asked me to. So don't, don't even. Don't even blame this shit on me.
2: Well, I'm not saying that, you know, we all wanted to do right by the guy, but we wanted him to do right by us as the believers as well. And at the end of the day, it wasn't a bad parting of ways when it happened, but there was definitely a parting of ways.
3: (laughs) you got to remember it, right? You guys aren't A, pedophiles, or B, idiotic morons who um, ignore pandemic advice. So he's not going to give you any attention.
1: True. It's true. It's true. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, look, okay, so what these guys have been trying to allude to this whole time is uh his prince is, is a little gift that I think I think Byron has ready to go. Uh I hope so, because we've been waiting an hour for him to have I don't, gift. I right. don't have
4: the gif. What? What I don't have how am I gonna put the You don't have the gif of the gods. You can I screen share. It. Okay, this oh, is I after. This is after. Uh well, hold on. Give me a second. Casey Stall take like your third shit of the day. Okay, no. Casey, I'll just
3: uh, It's it's WrestleMania. It's raining. Come on. Get out in front yeah. of the crowd.
4: Okay, first of all, fuck
1: WrestleMania. Second, second of all, um I don't think Ricochet's even on the card, is he? No.
2: Ooh, what? He's at that promotion?
1: Huh, I've been told. He still
2: He's been there, WWE? So oh, he does. Oh, so i didn't know that
1: okay so so echoey asked justin is alluding to the fact that um during this match puma did what did he do he did a little flip or something something unimpressive and then he came no, to no, the no, outside no, no, no
4: puma did something he did the a flippy dive to the outside which is like a tope con flippy or something and <laughs> yeah like he i did said to where he landed on, but he did it when he landed on his feet after, which is super cool. Then he immediately makes a beeline to our section, gets in the face of Johnny Ace, realizes, "Oh no, not this guy! This yeah. guy's cool." <laughs> and then he's next to Johnny Ace's mom, and he's like, "Oh, I can't. No, not him." And then there's Jay Ray and his brother, and then like, and all I'm, of us are shaking our heads, "No, we're like, no, no we're wearing out of a here. Pentagon, Everyone's wearing pentagon shirts." And so he just gets in your face and gives you the sotto mieto. And then walks mm-hmm. back in the rink before pretty, you do about it.
1: It, it. It's funny that he goes for the guy standing next to the heavily armed 300 pound security guard. Um, no, uh, it was it was funny because Cubs fan immediately gifted the second it went on TV. I was
4: a Cubs fan.
1: And, yeah, it was. It was, it was, not, it was not Cubs fan. Oh, it was Rob. It was. It
2: might Lucha have been, blog. Yeah, Lucha blog is Cubs fan. Jesus Christ. Which is not kayfabe. He gets he wants to be credited as Cubs fan writing for Lucha Blog. That's how he gets credited now. So it was Cubs fan writing for the Lucha Blog account. Lucha Blog is the account. Cubs fan is the person. Just press play, Byron. He He is not Lucha Blog. That's like saying. I'm MMM show when I
1: look like MMM. no, cause Johnny's like, I still love you Puma. And then Johnny's mom is clapping for him right now. Okay,
4: so I'm gonna, I, I need to mute my mic, but can someone read maybe Casey the caption?
1: Uh, Byron sucks. Dick Byron at, at Byron fever sucks. Dick.
2: I believe it says uh, at Lucha gringo getting clowned. Is he talking Thank about Gabe? Is that Gabe, Gabe got clowned. Yeah, All right, are you going to play this thing? Even,
1: I don't even see Gabe in this clip. Is he sad because he wasn't here?
2: Probably. See, he look at us. Out? We're like, no. Oh, no. right in your face. But Casey gives it right back. He's like, fuck you, P- Puma. Get back in the ring, bitch ass. What did yeah. you say to him right there? You said some some things.
1: Uh, I, I said, I said, suck my dick. No, I, I just said, yeah, Cerro Miedo. Yeah, Cerro Miedo
2: yeah oh, no, 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 no. that's fucking a, right this is one of the best gifts ever and honestly it was a, it was one of the best moments in Lucha Underground history let's be honest like whether okay. you like this episode or not
4: who wins this match I don't even remember oh, who wins this oh, was, we, we, a, we gotta we gotta, finish out the comments on it though there's a lot of great commentary uh, so one Lucha Gringo getting clowned yeah that happened and then there's a reply that's understandable I don't know what that means Puma better watch out I was feeling tough that day Rob Viper, you should follow, says, if you watch closely, Lucha Gringo takes a step back. He don't want none of that shit. He took a Go step ahead. back
2: so he could lean into
4: that motherfucker. No, Rob I is, didn't even, Rob I is didn't, rarely, first, first of wrong. all,
1: I didn't take a step back. Second of all, Rob is Ricochet's fucking driver. So of course he's going to say that.
4: I don't know. But <laughs> Rob <laughs> is very, Truth. very, really ever wrong about anything, Lucha. Then someone else commented, I think it was someone really smart and handsome Dude, I had front row seats to the Casey crapping his pants show. No one favorited that. I should do that. That's a good. Yeah, product.
1: favorite, favorite yourself. Wow. Uh, okay, show that. Clip yeah, show, again. show additional
2: supplies. You replies, you punk bitch. No, let's, I want to see this clip again. I don't see Casey backing off at all here. I not see not him. Enough. Leaning back just slightly so he doesn't actually hit the performer in the face, which would be inappropriate to do and, at and a the wrestling giant event. security guard okay. would have killed because me. listen, the the ground does not have a ring barrier. We didn't want there to be a ring barrier. And if Casey had actually put his hands on Puma here, like I know he wanted to. Then you know they probably would have put I up barriers. i house would have been on our fucking ass the next week.
1: I'm respectful to wrestlers. I would never do that. But I also don't consider him much of a wrestler. Uh, no, I <clears throat> I actually I really do like Ricochet. Um, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> no, this is great. I mean, you know, we're this
2: reacting okay, to baby, what we're doing this about. This honestly, this tells you what the temple was really all about. oh no, like, okay, so dude, it was, a, it was a rudo room. Can I can I tell you?
1: Can I tell you what's the best about this though? Sure. What's the best? Okay, so first of all, you asked how the match ended. It was because it was a double DQ, um, because Mil Muertes came in and broke everyone's hymens or something. Um, so anyway, um, do you guys remember what happened to Prince Puma and Lucia Underground?
2: like in his general mouth. overall no no story-
1: like like his final storyline
2: um vaguely he uh
1: he lost to pentagon and a loser leaves the temple match for the lucha underground title uh so not only did pentagon beat him and send him packing from the temple who was the last person penta high-fived after winning that title yeah. uh
4: it was dorian no it was me oh. it was me i saw so- him dorian fist bump dorian
1: I, uh, yeah, that was never going to happen at that time. Uh, so yeah, this, uh, <laughs> I was completely justified. And also fast forward a little bit, uh, to when they were shooting that LA commercial for Lucha Underground. Were you there Byron? Uh, no,
4: Byron. I, I, I was not there, but I'm going to
1: Okay, so me, so me and j Ray, me and Jay Ray were at this commercial that had Puma and Johnny Mundo there that they were shooting for the city of L.A. to show like things to do in L.A. And so they did Lucha Underground, and they made Puma jump off the top of the office a bunch of times. Uh, as a result, and uh, after they did an autograph signing, and I said, "Hey, Puma, could you do a cerro miedo in this picture? Since I'm the guy you cerro miedoed in the face." And then it got a little like uncomfortable because I think he thought I was like really mad. And then like Johnny Mundo started laughing and he's like, make, let me make sure I got it right before we do it. And then, and then Mundo's the only one that fucking does it. Uh, but yeah, but, but Ricochet seemed like I was like scared that I was really mad. I wasn't, I like Ricochet as a person. I and, mean, uh, you, this photo wait
2: to, wait to for, me is you great. Your
3: small hand. You must take my strong hand.
2: I love this photo of of him because Trevor looks so Paducah in this picture. Like, does he not look like he just fell off a a a hay bale?
1: (laughs) So, yeah, if you look behind me, you see that poster that's got the shocker mask from Kamen Rider over it. That's actually the signed little poster by uh, Prince Puma and Johnny Mundo. Make me an offer. I'll send it to you.
2: That's kind of dope that you have an autographed poster of a WWE superstar. Yep, <laughs> just one. Just one.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm,
2: that's a stretch. That's a stretch in it, let's be honest. Well, I mean, look, comedy gets rate high. <laughs> oh, he's as oh, big a star oh. as Elias, at least. Hey, he's the
1: one that's going to get all the mainstream press coming up. So he's. Uh,
2: let's see. We'll see how the Frankie Monet thing plays out, but at least their dog's getting on. Yeah. TV.
1: Why did they change oh, Taya's remember. name to Frankie Kazarian? <laughs> wow.
3: Um, I think it's to do with, like Jim said, possibly. Doesn't oh, because remember.
1: uh because Christian wrestled Frankie Kazarian and they want to stick it to him.
4: No, uh, Taya, Taya has a clothing line that yeah. plays off of her gimmick she said. So um where loca. So, so yeah, she is keeping I mean in theory, she's keeping that gimmick. She's keeping her name, which makes sense because then she can still go. It makes it makes no sense places.
1: because her name's not her her name's not Aloka. it's Taya. It makes no sense whatsoever.
4: But she but she's I guess she wants to I don't know what the deal is But I could see how she would want to own it Or I could see how WWE Would want to own Their own that, yeah. version of her name And um, I mean They get away with it sometimes They get away with it less now What's her, what's her name?
1: Frankie Labou or something? Frankie, Frankie Monet. Mon-
4: Let's Frankie just see Mon- how it plays she's out French But Canadian. You should definitely she's check she's out her clothing line uh, where to Loca uh, Clothing Got um, some of you own what
2: yeah. i believe the clothing line is officially just loca by taya
1: yeah byron's actually wearing the booty shorts right now it's not wear a loca it's Byron. just Loka.
4: Yeah. i'm gonna be honest i have no idea i just wanted to support but i also have no idea about it
2: oh she's I got dope you... stuff it's not just for for girls either she's got uh decent men's stuff in there justin too,
1: so. justin show us those booty shorts get up Stop
4: it. You know, I'm not wearing underwear right now. Casey. Show us show, show some cheek. First rule of recording in this household is commando. Wow. Um, oh, let's take another belt?
2: quick break. And I want to come back and talk a little bit about some of the uh, world of wrestling this week. Briefly, I'm not going to get into every match because there's only, I don't know, nine million matches that happened this week. But uh, there's a few little things I think we should uh, talk about briefly before I get in my car and drive across the country and leave this godforsaken place forever. We'll be right back.
0: If you're listening to this and you haven't visited luchacentral.com, it's time to do it. luchacentral.com is the online home for Lucha Libre, where you can get all of the top news in English and in Spanish. Find the best curated video content and original content not seen anywhere else.
2: And we're back. All right, I'm going to say this. I know uh, Casey hasn't seen everything that's gone down this week, but that's okay because Casey, I'm here to tell you there are definitely some things worth watching this week, and there's a few that aren't worth watching. Um, I want to talk about stand and deliver first. I'll tell you what I don't want to talk about this week. Oh,
1: uh, I've got to reach. I've got to reach those kids. I'll
2: tell you what. <laughs> <I'll> t- <laughs> that's a good. That's a. <laughs> That was good. That was super, super good. Anybody who didn't catch that, just hit the rewind button. Hit the back 30 seconds button. Anyway, um, I don't really want to talk about AEW this week, and I'll tell you why. There was good stuff that happened on the show, and I don't want to get too excited because AEW keeps letting me down. They keep starting these good angles, and then things just fizzle, and there's 7 million factions, which I know a few weeks back I said, look, the faction thing is good. But I also said the faction thing is good if they do it like New Japan. Let's solidify some things up. Let's make some stables. Let's make some groupings. And then let's like play in that world instead of like reshuffling and rejiggering these freaking factions every fucking week. I said jiggering. Oh, okay. Rejiggering,
4: Byron. That's an actual <laughs> word. Don't worry about it, man. Um, I just need to know if I need to make an edit. He's well, allowed to say it's fun. If you say it, I guess I don't, but I still have to tell Kevin. Wow. Um, no, don't worry about it. We're not
2: getting at ed- me edited out of Lucha uh, Central like Gold Dust is getting edited yeah.
4: out of Peacock. Peacock's going to come for you, Justin. Uh, They're coming geez, for you.
1: Fear the cock. Fear the cock. Um,
4: Why well, the hell much. they take
1: the
2: gay guy out? Leave All him right. in. He was hilarious. He was just making out with Ahmed Johnson. It's not like he sucked his dick or anything. So wow. yeah, I, I do find it to be ridiculous. It's like, look, wrestling has, uh, are they going to take out every braun panties match now too? Like, Yes, wrestling has been politically incorrect at many many phases of it. Like are, is the ECW library not going to make it to Peacock at oh, all? It's our some oh, of it's already on um
3: I still have the network and everything's fine.
2: No, because that's not yeah. in the US. The network is yeah. staying. anything
1: anything that's uh, in the UK is not absolutely
2: sure. fine. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, they no, no some, true,
1: yeah.
4: They here, just edited is, out
1: every match Akira Tozawa's was in over there because you can't have ninjas.
4: You can't say ninjas in England. But here oh, is oh. here is a uh by the way, I no, okay. I just I thought a lot Former of of complete S- sentence. I thought a lot of a recent SNL was hack because it's like we've seen a black guy with a British accent before. Um that's not the punchline for fifty jokes. So good job. SNL writers. Anyway, uh, what was the original point I was going to make? It was knows. knows. Get if you live in America, get a VPN, and then watch the WWE network. Oh, it, from um, England,
1: it's um, that. it's tracking the VPNs. It knows how to get around them now. It's
2: not working. Yeah, and in you also you have to sign up with an account, and you have from to, you that have country to sign
4: from that country. You could yeah, pay me. Yeah, but everyone uses Meef's mailing address. Klein you know, Rock fine, tried.
1: Kleinrock tried and it got screwed up. Look, this is Kevin Kleinrock we're talking about. He probably fucked up something. He was making uh, a grilled
4: cheese the sandwich at the
2: time and his microwave interfered with his internet signal. Anyway, yeah. um, so here's what I want to say. So I don't really want to talk too much about AEW this week. Let's, let's give them a week or two to see if these storylines solidify. There's some good stuff in there. Uh, I'm not shitting on it at all, but oh, I want to see. I, and now that NWA is back too. Uh, I think that there could be some talent issues now. I'm
1: going to shit on something uh, that AEW it. did. Uh, really? Takeshita, you picked the least interesting possible of all the DDT champions to bring over? Is that just because they would let you have him? Um, I, I really don't like Konosuke Takeshita. Uh, or as I call him, take a shit. Um. Yeah. Because that's is, what you should that, do during his matches.
4: Is that because I only saw a picture of him? Mm-hmm. I don't know his work, but he seems like he's a good young talent to bring over. But he, are, you, fake, are you? He's fake Okada, is well, what he is. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what he looks like. Yeah, uh, uh, that's a good point. Uh, but are you more sore that they did not bring over the true DDT legend Ace, uh, a personal hero of yours? Um, are you? Are you? upset they haven't brought him over yet
1: oh oh, dan shu dan yes um and also that would really stick it to wwe tony you know they're editing gold dust off but you can't have you have dustin go back to that character so you know crank it up to 11 is what i'm saying Yeah, that's
4: uh, a great point because with the rain delay tony was quick to tweet i'm not subtweeting anyone but we did a show in the rain Personally, I came up with the idea of putting carpet down outside, and I probably saved my whole roster from getting hurt. No big deal. I saved a day, but I'm not subtweeting to anyone. Hey, well, you know, I only had I, one slip on the
2: ramp, right? It wasn't like ten or twelve of them yesterday. didn't
4: die doing a suicide dive, so no, nope, she did not that was a tremendous tremendous All right. uh, let's,
2: let's talk about uh let's talk about night one of no actually let's talk about stand and deliver first so stand and deliver uh i'm gonna say this both nights i give high marks actually very very enjoyable especially considering um how dismal some of the nxt product has been uh recently i feel like nxt does know how to do these big moments the right way and actually came through on a ton a ton of stuff
1: so you know what they fucked up on justin what's that you have a show called stand and deliver you have a wrestler named almost on the fucking roster and he's <laughs> and on WrestleMania the, uh, the edward james match no, you didn't. You didn't, and there was no kids to reach. There, there were no kids to reach, which I, which I guess is better for like Velveteen Dream being around.
3: But, but you know, there was, there was the uh, William Regal adamant moment.
2: So, <laughs> um, I'll tell you what I liked. I, I liked on uh, night one. I liked Pete Dunn versus Kashida. Um, doesn't really matter for much, but that's the kind of wrestling match that I like, and I had fun with it. Um, very enjoyable. This guys fucking run really hard. No, they, they did a lot that of technical that was shit.
3: What's the that? The best, best technical wrestler in the world and pretty much most of his offense was snapping fingers, which isn't really that technical.
2: I But see, I like that kind of shit. I, I like the grimy joint manipulation. Oh, no, I don't mind it. It's just case of
3: like I said, it's that whole where they do the best match ever, you know. Right. And they keep on... Well, just,
2: we, we know what happens when WWE says something is the best match ever. So <laughs> I'll just leave that alone. Um, the six man elimination th- gauntlet thing. Like, I am a huge fan of Dexter Loomis. I like L.A. Knight, I like a lot of these guys. Why uh, this whole thing did nothing for me? Um, it, it, it is bad. Yeah,
4: I mean, the thing about it was it was one of those rushed, uh, gauntlet type matches, which means everyone's gonna do a spot or two and then they're gonna lay down. You know, like none of it mattered. It was all super rushed. It was it was basically the equivalent of one of those um, almost cut for TV WWE matches where you get five minutes, including entrances. Yep. yep, that's pretty much exactly
2: how it went down, and and that's what you get. Um, Walter versus uh, Tommaso wow. Ciampa. I liked this match. I thought these guys did exactly what they were supposed to do. I thought this was a great chance for Walter to come over and be rewarded for the time he's put in over on NXT UK. Um, I thought Ciampa was the perfect opponent for it because he's just grimy and went all into uh, Walter's flow. The pacing looked good, even though it wasn't at times. But these guys were total pros and made it look like this felt like old school good wrestling to me.
1: He's not grimy enough. He's not shoving his thumb up anyone's ass. He's not grimy
2: enough. You know what I'm saying? There Uh, were no oil checks in this particular match. Yeah, exactly. They were close. There were some oil checks this week, though. There, were, there was a, oh my God, Billy Kay was oil checking everybody in that tag, yeah. that women's tag match yesterday. Is wow. it oil
4: check if you're using your nose to check? Yes, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what the dipstick is, as long as you can read the levels.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, Sometimes you gotta uh, smell it to make
3: sure it's not gone off.
4: Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't have a comment. This show is like gross. That I want on public record. The this is
2: case is the one that says this show is gross. You're the guy that's been saying penis at the
1: end of it for five years now. Dude, it gets cut half the time. They don't know that.
4: That's true.
2: Totally true. Um. So Raquel Gonzalez, uh, Eo uh, Shirai. Any thoughts?
4: No, we we had we had, uh, we had that pre match pre show match. I think with Tony and uh, that other one. The no, we're only guys. talking about the matches that matter. But then we have... You're talking about uh, Zoe
2: Stark, who they're trying to present
4: as some kind of credible
2: threat, but they refuse to give her any kind of look and let her just go out looking like
4: trash every week? Hey, dude, she's,
1: she's Iron Man's daughter, you know? I love you a million
4: or whatever Uh. yeah it's a little weird but they had the triple threat match for the titles which um, Grizzly Young Veterans uh, they do great solid work but they have no appeal to me maybe because just I don't really ever watch them MSK was winning the belts obviously they then it's a feel good and they're like the two-person version of, of of a Matt Riddle promo and What I thought was outstanding was Legato Del Fantasma really got the shine and really got to do a lot of shit. And they didn't win, but I thought they looked great, you know, and it's it's, the the more airtime they get, the better.
1: Um. Uh, yeah, Sorry, I'm, I'm uh, I, was big... I like
4: the Rascals. I.
2: I, I think that they're. Uh, they're a good choice. I. I did think that Legato was going to win because hey, I pal, thought that the money was in Rascals. Day, we can't, day, can't day, call but. them the Rascals, pal. Uh, people might Google a little Rascals, and then oh man, uh, <laughs> <laughs> And the Peacock's editing in all kinds of shit.
4: It's so great when uh, Triple H is the one explaining that you can't. Put China in the Hall of Fame or something, and this is like not where he stands now. But at one point, he, in the suit, had to deliver this sort of line, like we, you know, what if someone googled China and and saw some of the stuff she did, like that would be bad. Just like if someone googled curb stomp, then you know it would represent WWE bad. But then also, so does just, that mean
2: that Mickey James is never going to get into the Hall of Fame?
4: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't. She'd get. She should get into some hall of fame. But. I mean, it's
2: really honestly, is the difference with China and other people that have posed nude that are in WWE the fact that there's a, a highly circulated tape out? Is that the only main difference, no, or is it, it all uh, the uh, other? It's, it's because, totally because there's a, a difference.
1: It's a difference between posing nude and doing hardcore pornography.
4: I guess. But I mean, also Triple H went on live TV and humped a fake corpse in a casket. I did it.
1: Uh, I screwed her brains out.
2: Sick.
4: Greatest
1: angle, greatest angle ever in professional um, wrestling. I'm so glad Christy Joseph created that.
2: <laughs> You're going to do that to him like that? Um I will say this. Uh, if it's not I, real, say say something, DJ. I, I thought, I thought Legato would have been the choice because of MSK chasing. But if Legato gets to chase them a little bit, I'm not mad at that either. I think I, I would love to see the titles kind of go back and forth between MSK and Legato Del Fantasma a couple times. I think those are the teams right now that should be getting the rub in NXT if they're smart. They need to keep that program going uh, up until SummerSlam if they can, is my opinion, but we'll see. Uh, And then Raquel Gonzalez, uh, Io Shirai. It was a thing. It was a match. Yeah. It was a really nice
3: dive.
2: Guess someone's
1: going to get ruined on the main roster now, yeah?
3: (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. They, They downplayed that straight away. I mean, it might have just been a, you know thing but uh they did say why would she want to go to the main roster when there's people there she wants to face
2: hmm. I, I mean that's I just mean, kind it's of, probably just but, them
3: being you know but
2: well, that's the way nxt works to a certain extent i mean every female champion from nxt that's had a decent run has gone up almost immediately after like i didn't uh, I didn't expect Shayna to go up I thought that they were gonna actually leave her down and they sent her up too like it's just kind of the the routine like you do the run as female champion you get a nice long run and then they bump you up on the main roster so we'll see now I'm happy for raquel though that taya is coming into NXt because I feel like that is one opponent that can actually make her look good and give her some experience a lot of people are thinking that, that's maybe a bad thing for Raquel that Ty is coming in because she's, she is probably going to look so much more credible, but you need that. If she's just facing a bunch of other women who are, don't have anything for her and don't have more to offer to her or are greener, it's like, who's she going to face every week? Indy Hartwell, like who, who's got her size and stature. That's going to make it look good out there. Like Taya is a, a strong you know, woman, she can do hoss fight stuff. She can do Lucha Libre. She can do traditional American-style wrestling, and I think she's a great foil for Raquel uh, just to get in the mix, maybe not even in full programs, but to have some matches at least. Yeah,
4: I, I agree with your point in that Indy Hartwell should not have a singles match for a long time on TV. <sighs> I,
2: don't, I, don't I don't know if that, that was is. my point, but sure. Um, let's talk about night two. Um,
1: oh, which... oh, do we have to mention that? Oh, is, it, was there something that should have been like the open to the show that happened on night two? I'm sorry. What
2: sorry, should have been the dick. open to
1: the show? Uh, congratulating someone?
2: Who would get congratulated?
1: Oh, I don't thank, know. Thank I don't, you. I don't know. No, it wouldn't be who because he's Jim Ninehart and he passed away. He's no longer with us. Thanks for depressing me. Now I'm thinking of Dead Who fuck
4: <laughs> you're, you're welcome
1: oh uh, man yeah it's you know the whole heart foundation's dead except for brett that's like fucked up
2: wow i didn't actually think about that
1: yeah i was just thinking that yesterday i'm like fuck that's messed up
2: i mean you've always got natty around teddy <laughs> yeah teddy was making teddy <laughs> making-, making-,
1: making some towns apparently
4: do those Um, towns have a good prison system (laughs) what's great is whoever made the joke twitter account is teddy hart in jail which is a must follow by the way probably thought they're being clever one time but now they have to man that twitter account constantly
1: yeah they're like an actual news resource now yeah
4: but you um, never, you never know when it's going to change. Like, especially like last night or yesterday or the day before when he kept showing up to shows and had to be kicked out. Like, you don't know. You got to be ready for the time. You never know when he's going to get booked, you know, the, the, and you
1: know, what's? you know, I feel like the main event of night, too, is when I kind of learned who my friends were, like, or how cool my friends were. Really? Because when we were in the when we were in the DM talking about it, one of us says, "What's he wearing?" LOL. And then one of us immediately says, "Conan the Barbarian." And I'm like, "Justin, that's why you're the main host, and that's why Meep's a fucking Kohai. young boy." <laughs>
2: watch a fucking
1: photo. stupid. No, no, no. It you didn't like his fucking dude. I'm sitting surrounded
2: than the, the, by leather Skivvy's thing. Like, I oh, want. Oh, no, I get that. But, like, I want. Kar- just... I want Carrion to look ah. like either a barbarian or to look like. I, I was talking to Byron about it. Like, maybe just do straight up those baggy Muay Thai shorts would be dope, too. I'm, like, I'm I don't. I actually don't like Cross in the standard high waisted shooter tights. Like, I don't want him to look have. like Josh Barnett. God I want he him to should look like. It's
1: some a boss thing. He's going to do it
2: because. It's a boss rooting thing. And I don't disagree with that. Like he's trying to look like a pan craze guy, but I I think that it doesn't play as much in this era of wrestling. I think you either go MMA shorts for cross, but that's the Brock Lesnar thing. So I think you go full, full Muay Thai shorts, like, you know, Cowboy Cerrone does, or one of those guys, or this, which was great fucking strap up the leather Conan looking stuff no. and it looked no. the, like a goddamn gladiator it, the, and I, I gotta, gotta like, say the, the, uh, the Viking
3: Raiders leftovers oh it was stop it bad it was N- bad. Got score
4: because Cross didn't hit up at Leather Lucha which is a fucking dumb name for, for his outfit
1: that is a dumb name wow um, he so
4: Byron
3: yeah that's it uh, Byron's not getting a wallet now uh,
4: no, I know I get a wallet because I fucking paid money and sent you the other shit and your Mando of shit with, okay, with, switch with, the words? What's the Mando leather, I bought him for his lucha? birthday.
1: Yeah, the birthday uh, gift for me. The Mando. What's a,
4: yeah, but I paid for shipping and also what's a leather lucha? Switch wow. It.
1: Okay. We've love, been podcasting. Podcast shout out, shout hours. out the yeah, Scarlet's look as well, because Scarlet was kind of based Tetsu on. No, she was kind of the witches from Conan the Destroyer. Uh the the witch lady from Conan
2: yep. the Destroyer. there was a right. the whole Conan thing going on there, Meef. It just went right. I, I'm, f- I'm fine. And with you that know witch. I always it's post really that though. Like that the Lamentation. Silver, like-
1: oh, I'm sorry it wasn't Purple LeMay. I'm sorry.
4: But it, it yeah. makes a ton of sense because one, it's WrestleMania weekend. So even though you're doing the NXT takeover thing, you you dress for the job you want and you do the WrestleMania superhero gimmick too. If Oops. you can get away with some kind of Conan like influencing your gear, then you know your boss is going to be like, "Oh, that's pretty sweet." You know, like hey, it pal. makes oh. a lot. Not no the uh, the NXT boss. Oh hey who, pal, the one yeah, who I like who that movie liked too, the WrestleMania like. as Conan once, and you know it's just I think it's smart business, and also it's I just if you with a
3: poodle. Um, uh, you're Blade or three
1: You want to know? You want to know what's even smarter is that he's lining himself up for that Masters of the WWE Universe cross action figure. <laughs> doing this.
2: Yeah, but we should definitely.
4: Um, look, look, that look, we're look, this is really time.
2: simple.
1: We
4: get to the first match.
2: you yeah. know what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of their women. It's mm-hmm. that simple.
1: It that is, is
2: it. And I I want to personally, the whole costume. mm -hmm. Cross and I have been joking about it for years. That is it. He's fucking Conan the King now. I gotta say, I want to
1: congratulate. I want to congratulate Cross from the bottom of my heart. You, you know, you had a big task in front of you. You pulled it off. You did not trip over that guy's enormous dick one time. You were going there in the the entire mess.
2: Oh, that's that's genius. As soon as you said big task, I was like, yep. Have you ever true. tried
1: have you ever tried doing double dutch? Because that's what it's like running the ropes every time you're in a Finn <laughs> Balor match.
2: <laughs> there are two of them. There's two of them. Um anyway, I am gonna go backwards for this night. Um I I I I look that, that match was what it was supposed to be. I thought that uh I thought that cross was too respectful to finn um talking out of kayfabe here that he really did not lay into him and the last thing i'll say about the costume is that because of the leather the matching leather kind of straps on the boots i think that cross did not want to throw in kicks on balor and just took kicks instead of throwing them because the straps uh were studded and he you know, he wouldn't have hurt him or anything, but I think you know—they weren't his regular kick pads that he would normally. I was hoping
1: wear. he would rake the eyes with them a little bit. Just, so <laughs> like, ah. but I thought that
2: uh, I thought that Cross was intentionally very respectful of Finn. He let Finn get his shit in. He knew he was going to get enough of his in. Um, he took a lot of Finn shit. Like, if you look at that coup de gras, wow! Holy Man. collapsed hey, lungs, Batman! That I got a, I got
1: vicious. a bit. I got a bit for the visual listeners. Doesn't Zartan's disguise mask that I'm showing right now look like Mr. Hole in One Barry Darso?
0: Wow.
2: A little bit. You know what? Um, I got a
1: golf club, too. I got a fucking golf
4: club. Wow. You're going to totally do a Barry Darso thing now, huh? Yeah, I want to say a couple things about this too. Uh, they definitely had a good match, and they definitely were a bit snug with each other, which I think you have to do. And Finn was no,
2: wait, they wasn't snug with each other. Finn was snug a with Cross. Bit. Cross was yeah, never yeah. snug with Finn. That's true. Right.
4: That's true. And like, and like, we've talked about Cross's punches before. And I mean, basically, yeah, I mean, here is a guy who's a, a trained fighter who is who doesn't want to kill people. So like. The his strikes are are gonna they're gonna be a problem um with trying to work them, you know. And so he was doing he does so many forearms now, and his forearm would crush your skull in if he wanted to, or even if he didn't I'm still want to. A little mad that he stole my finish. I'm so, a little upset. by that. Yeah, no, he definitely did the outlaw beatdown, which you can find if you look up L.A. Outlaw Red on Fire Pro. Uh, the the beating someone on the back of the head um, until they... It's called, it's called a donkey punch. Donkey <laughs> punch. But, like, the <laughs> forearms to the back of the head, they were definitely soft. And, like, but, you know, what are you going to do? Because who knows if he did him any harder, he might have actually just murdered someone on live TV. Oh, no, that was a good piece of business that he did, for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah, so... Or Finn might have started swinging his dick around like a fucking well, yeah.
4: sap... Right? Yeah, yeah he might have. He might have took Bel Air's gimmick and fucking, you yeah, know, just lacerated his entire torso. And but you saw
1: what that did to Sasha think, Banks.
4: Yeah. So I, but oh. I mean, that's where, that's where I think the, Mu- the Muay Thai stuff, the, the kicks are where he's going to excel with strikes. And it's a shame that he isn't, or he can't, or he's being told not to do it. Cause I feel like he could be doing these kicks that look good, that look hard, that sound good but they're safer than striking someone in their brain. You know, also I thought this was a really nice touch that Finn had the red X over his chest. I thought that was cool. He's a total NXT dude. And that was a really nice touch to put it over his heart. Except then you kind of noticed when he took his jacket off, like, Oh, that's rubbing off pretty easily, you know? And then there's some sort of mix up at the beginning of the match where like I was watching with Justin, he's like, did Cross just ask, Finn, if he was leading, like there was a mix-up that wasn't part of like the plan start. The next thing you know, Finn grabs cross in a headlock, and headlocks when you work them are supposed to get you to be able to talk to each other so you get the other guy's head near your near your head, right? This was grab his face, rub it in your chest as much as possible, and Finn basically just rubbed all of that red shit off of him onto the side of Cross's face to start the match. And I thought and whatever, it looked kind of cool, but I thought that was. Yeah, a-
2: but you know what's cool about that is that at the end, because of that, when Cross is holding up the belt and Scarlet's there, he's sweating into the last little bit of the paint. So it looks like there's blood dripping from him. It looks like he was just in some kind of battle. Um, I don't want to spend the whole show and the entire 17 hours of the, of MMM show talking about cross. You guys know, we love him. i mean, like, look, I'm wearing the guy's fucking shirt. Ha- congrats champ. We always knew this was happening. This is exactly what was supposed to happen. Uh, I don't know what you do with Finn right now. I think you gotta send him back up pretty please. I don't think Finn belongs at NXT. I think he earned uh, being on a m- bigger card. And I think that there's more ways to use him effectively as a mid card guy, even on raw um, unless because putting guys over, he can't really put over the roster. You know, maybe leave him at NXT for a couple of get backs or something from a few of these guys or Cole or somebody. But I just don't. I don't see the point. I like Finn Balor actually as much shit as we give him, and I'd like to see him back on the main roster. I think he.
1: Could oh, do some good- we give him so much shit saying he has an enormous dick.
4: Yeah. Um, I love I love all the Prince David stuff. One of my favorite highlights is when he was wrestling Tanahashi and he put a bag over his head, which was his gimmick. And then he did a bullet sign next to his head mid-match, right on camera. It's like he's... I like Finn Balor. He's badass. But when you talk about, like, if he's going to be the veteran who's really good, who takes a shift, putting people over in NXT, Ciampa has that spot now. So... Yeah. Hey, you know,
2: we never even finished the Lucha rewind, but that's hilarious. We'll just move on. Um, <laughs> we got so into the match we never finished it. You know why? Because I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh yeah, we didn't do that. Anyway, um, I'm gonna Gargano versus Bronson, the human kaiju Bronson Reed, as I like to call him, not the colossal Bronson Reed, the human kaiju. Yeah, he's the kaiju. That was uh there was not it was a decent match, nothing much to say about it. Uh Ember Moon, Shotzi... Uh, I, do, I, do, I do have something to say No, about that. hold on. I'm going to go through this and you can go backwards because I have uh. to leave here in 10 minutes, Byron. That's all you're getting from me. Um, let's see. The the Shotzi-Ember thing wow. with the way was decent. I, I mean, I, it wasn't anything special. Shotzi had a few very loose moments, but I think we've kind of grown to expect that from her. And Shotzi feels like... She, <laughs> like some of the mid-card at ECW used to be. She's just kind of loose and all over the place, but she's fearless and she's in there and she's just trying real hard. And it's really, really entertaining. I'm never not entertained by Shotzi. What were you going to say about the Gargano-Bronson-Reed thing?
4: I was going to say it's great to have Bronson do some stuff and to look good. And um, and I'm really happy to see that he is getting a push. But then he, first of all, the head scissors, where Johnny did a loose head scissors and fell no, down. And Bronson just did a cartwheel that was lame. Uh, but also the whole thing is just like, if Gargano is going to win that match and I love Gargano, but he's in, he's Bronson should have won. What's the point? What's the point of all of it? What's the point of all like 20 uh, kick out of two shock face spots? If Bronson isn't going to win, you know. So that's my. I don't thing think about. you can
2: have Bronson win right here though. Yet he's not. He's not that guy. And if and the fact that he just got elevated in a match the night before, and there wasn't any program to it yet, you he doesn't win there. That's stupid. I disagree. You can't you can't put it on him right there. You have to do this ending. It's the only thing that makes the storytelling make sense. Otherwise, it's just pure hot shotting. And that would be stupid. And they already did that with this belt with the Leon Ruff thing to get him over, which was fine. But you can't do it again this soon. You cannot hot shot that belt right now. And in NXT, that's just not their style. They don't hot shot belts normally. They they leave straps on people for extended periods of time, even when you don't want them to have them. That's kind of part of the NXT gimmick. Um, all right, let's talk about let's talk about two
4: Escobar ladder matches. Since oh, no, I have one quick what? thing to say about I the Shotzi know. match. I have one thing to say about that. Uh that um <laughs> stop that, that she did the dive. No one caught her, especially Indy Hartwell. And then it was really great to see Shotzi completely stiffer on that on. You can see Indy's face where the entire midsection just gets crushed. And so good on Shotzi for getting one back. I at think the end Indy of that. likes that stuff, though. She doesn't mind it. It's fine. Um, anyway,
2: yeah, we forgot to, uh, I'm going to go backwards real quick to end the Lucha Rewind. There was a vignette number five with Katrina and Mill that we kind of talked about. And then there was the uh, gift of the gods ladder match where uh, Cuerno dies at some point in the match and Phoenix pulls out a huge win. So there's the end of your Lucha Underground Rewind. Oh,
1: a quick story about that that's just really quick is that when Cuerno was climbing the ladder on the office, um, Jay ray yelled, Cuerno, don't do it. He's just going to do the same shit to you as last time. And Cuerno said, I know! And he kept climbing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, so that that ladder match did not end so well for King Cuerno, a.k.a. Fantasma, a.k.a. Escobar, uh, Santos Escobar. Uh, this one, however, did, and I will say this, whether you like Jordan Devlin or not, beef loaf, uh, he was the exact right guy for this match.
1: Yeah, because you got a guy with a giant head trying to climb a ladder, and he's already at a disadvantage, so of course Fantasma's going to win
4: definitely you know, definitely did, did a fantastic job and he got arguably the highlight of i mean he was kind of working the baby face spot even though he wasn't so he got the highlight with that moonsault you know uh that was dope he did really great way better the match is way better on his end than i expected but i'm super stoked that uh Santos Escobar one, and I'm super stoked that we got the return of Ijo Del, del Fente oh,
1: God, I was ho- I was hope I was trying to I, I was wondering yep. how Byron was <clears throat> going to <throat> mispronounce the real name he- 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 Ch- No, no so. Chocolatito Chocolatito
2: Chocolatito 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 um the, look the it was a, it was an interesting ball. moment for a heel <laughs> uh to have that kind of finish and ending I mean it, I I think that Devlin was supposed to be the baby face here? I don't know. The whole baby. Nah. Uh, they,
3: they, they read their Twitter replies and they're like, ah, oh, fuck.
2: All yeah.
1: that, all that uncrowned champion shit isn't for a face like. Well, yeah. it's funny
2: because, you know, when it was cross versus Santos, Santos was clearly the heel there also, even though cross is kind of a tweener. But, but I like this in wrestling because I don't like the, the pure baby face, pure heel thing. Um, I, I I mean, look, we're Lucha Underground fans. What we liked at Lucha Underground was like, yeah, a person can be, uh, you know, like a Ruto in the ring with what they do, like Pentagon, but be the over baby face with the crowd. I mean, look, Casey, I know you're a Stone Cold Steve Austin fan too. It's like mm-hmm.
1: that, that tweener
2: thing. I is, just do
1: a good impression. That's uh, true. That's true.
2: But, uh, I, but I like that style of like, look, It's wrestling. We're not watching it because we want some do-gooder guy to be our favorite dude that those days are over. What you want is you want to cheer in real life. You know, there's reasons why people like Conor McGregor because he's this guy who talks all this shit. He's not an admirable person, but he, he talks a bunch of shit and then would go into the ring and back it up. Now he's not so good at backing it up anymore, but at a point in time that was fun um and, do you want me to and tell I you like about this, this mask. I like this whole blurring the, the rings thing. Look at Chocolatito. Oh
1: I M- already bought the mask. Which no, do you one? i
2: tell you about it. So yeah. this mask yes. that um Phantasma war.
3: Um he needed a new uh designer for masks. And I put forward my friend Victor and was like, Can he make you a mask? See how it like works out or whatever. And Victor made him that mask.
1: Mm. a real man would have made one out of lucha leather
3: wow Send it to him yeah that would be awesome but the uh yeah so the, the, this material is absolutely insane
2: i mean this picture the, is the, so the purple good, material though. is actually
3: the same as the um same material mm. that ultima dragon uses do you know the blue mottled? like oh yeah yeah and the green one he has but this is the purple version
2: Look, this this photo just the seeing the yeah. smile on Escobar's face here um this just says a lot. Like the guy he did the damn thing and it's so awesome like from from the time, you know, a little over a year ago when he was on our show and you could see that he's just clearly sweating it in life. Period. Like oh my God, I don't know what's next for me. I don't know if any of this shit's going to pan out. I don't know what to do. And you could see it on his face. I mean, he's asking us, four schmucks on a fucking podcast, like what he should be doing and if we have any contacts or where he can (laughs) go next at the time. And then to see him from there to this, where, you know, he's clearly on top of the world. You know, he's elevated a title that WWE was burying before him it was getting put on 205 live on a show that nobody fucking watches and then they put the belt on him and he makes this an NXT title now this is not this is no longer a 205 title this is the you know this is the equivalent of the height of the intercontinental belt for this promotion this is you know, he's made this belt mean something. He's made these kind of moments mean something. He deserved to be the guy to unify these belts and send Jordan Devlin packing. It's just really nice to see. Um, so, to our friends of the show, I would just like to say congratulations to both Karrion Cross and to Santos Escobar for the big pull downs. Um, Byron, I want to do this. I want to do an entirely separate episode where we do WrestleMania stuff and I know how we can run it and everything, and it'll be great. So come back, watch our WrestleMania review show. It'll be fun. We'll talk a little bit more about some things that are going on, but I want to leave it here because I want to congratulate our homies, Santos Escobar, Karrion Cross. Those guys have worked really hard to get where they are, and they're doing the right things to do it. They're doing right by the people who are involved. They just do good business. They're good, solid guys, and I'm happy to see them get to where they are. Congrats, um, chaps. Fully deserved. And for the last time from Los Angeles, this is the rock and roll outlaw saying,
3: Oh my God, we're going to have to change that gimmick.
2: Yeah, yeah, sounds Sounds, sounds, like that sounds like you know what, it's hilarious because that was the actual
3: I'm the rock, I'm the rock and roll
2: That was the original Tony Storm gimmick, is what it is. That was the original (laughs) nickname given to me. I did not give that to myself by any stretch of the imagination. That is actually where the name Outlaw came from. It's really just Outlaw. There's a million people that know me by that name. Um, and then some other friends added LA red later. I gave myself none of these names um, and it will just be outlaw, but I am actually officially losing the LA red part of the moniker. That's all that's happening. Did you, well, call you red.
1: He doesn't use any of the names me and Byron made up for
2: him. Nope. Nope. There's good reasons for that. What about Jason? Can we call him Jason? Sugar um, I got a funny story about the Jason thing that I'll tell you some other time. Anyway, for the last time for me from Los Angeles, Until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix. Penis Penis
1: staying in L.A. Penis staying in L.A.